Love for the This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Goody Ken sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. I think I'm going to have to take this thing over. Trista, could you hear a word that Nick is saying right now? Nope. I cannot. I can't hear. But I can tell you guys this. It's BetMGM tonight. It's Thursday, February 1st. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month, as the great Bone Thugs and Harmony once said. Trista, it's good to have you back. We're two days away. Not, we're not two days away from Vegas for the big game for our trip, but we are two days away from the weekend, which is always a good thing uh, because I'm excited, not only for the college basketball slate this weekend, but just to get on that airplane and head to beautiful Las Vegas. I used to go three times per year. I have not been in two years. I'm excited to get back. There's things, like I was looking at restaurants for us, some of the stuff that I used to go, like some of these places, they're not even around anymore. That's how long it's been. But I'm excited. How are you doing? How are you been? Well, you know, I'm still thugging it out. You can tell that's why I got my sunglasses on. Um, but in general, I feel so much better than yesterday. Uh, I can't wait for you to be the, like, social coordinator for our trip. Nobody knows Vegas that I know more than you. So it's going to be fun to just, like, I love being – one of those people who goes to a place and then somebody else besides me, because it's usually me, is has everything dialed and then I can just go and enjoy. That's like, that's my perfect wish. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Nick, do we have you or are you muted? I don't know, guys. Uh, you know, there we every go. night we got something you. goes wrong with technology. I did what I could. I count on my home studio, did a little refresh. We're good to go. So here we are, guys. Thank you for taking those first couple of minutes here. We've done all that we can. There you go. Right, see? We're counting down the days till Vegas. That's all that really matters. It's good. Yeah. I'm happy. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm going through a range of emotions. As you know, we've uh, oh, in Washington man. hired our head coach. Uh, there's good. There's bad. But I'm going to do this first because I have some things to say. Whatever you guys have bet-wise tonight, just unload it, let it go, because I got some things I got to say. You go well, first, I got please. some bets. I got some bets. First and foremost, it, I love the Knicks. I love the Knicks tonight. We talked about this before. Yeah. They've been awesome against the spread with since the OGN and OB trade. I think they're 14-2 and two against the spread since that trade went down. The last game that we watched them was beating up on the Utah Jazz. And they go against uh, the Indiana Pacers again tonight. For some reason, I don't know why, the line has moved from three and a half to one and a half, I would imagine, because OG Ananobi is not playing. But I do not care. I actually love the Knicks still. Like them at one and a half. I like them at three and a half. And then I have a little uh, three-player parlay in that Knicks game. OB Toppin over six and a half points. I think the matchup's very good for him. Jalen Brunson, the number is getting ridiculous. You guys know how I feel about Jalen Brunson, but 33 points for Jalen Brunson, even against this Pacers team, it just feels like kind of absurd now. Does he get it? Maybe, but I don't think he does. 
32 and a half under. And then Dante DiVincenzo without OG and Anobi. Dante continues to shine. So I have him over 21 and a half points. Those three together are plus 450. And then I did this thing because, again, like I'm a sucker for the, I'm obviously a sucker for um, jingles. Like 1877 cars for kids. No, like no, is... don't do it. Don't do it. Stop, stop, stop. No, it's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the night. You're At the worst. BK, I can't get it out of my head. Have it your way. <laughs> I can live with that. That's I can live too. with that. Yeah. So that. Uh, they had a promo for taking first three pointer props, and I parlayed two together. First Celtics three, Jalen Brown. First Pacer three, Tyrese Halliburton. 18 to 1. Just a fun flyer. I put a few bucks, just a few shekels on it. I don't have any real reason. Obviously, it's just like throwing darts at a dartboard. There is no handicap for that other than like just the odds were good. So, uh, so yeah, Obi Toppin, seven points. Brunson under 32 and a half. Dante T. Vincenzo over 21 and a half points. And the Knicks minus three and a half. I like it. Um, I'm with you guys on the Knicks. So that's a show play. That's a squad play. Squad up. The Knicks, but I uh, got only one in college basketball. I had a couple. Um, I actually bet a daytime game, and I forgot to check my result, which is something that I should probably do. It's been a busy day for your boy, getting set for the Super Bowl, of course. Got a haircut, paid way too much money. I think I may have been double-charged, but did get a nice massage and a warm towel, so that was cool. Um, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. They're not at home. They're not at the Cole Center, but I still like the Badgers against Nebraska here. Uh, I could be getting trapped here. Because, you know, there's been a little bit of line movement where they were one-point favorites. Uh, they were one-point dogs. You know, I like them on the money line here, minus 125. They've won three in a row. And last season, Nebraska actually swept uh, Wisconsin. They beat them both games. First game, though, this first matchup at the Kohl Center, Wisconsin won the game by 16 points. They shot 55, uh, 55% from the field and 50% from three-point range. And that's the thing about Wisconsin this season. Like, they're your typical Wisconsin team where they're pretty good defensively inside the top 35 as far as efficiency, but they could score. They're a top 10 scoring team in the country, and I really like them even on the road here. Um, could be a trap line, as they say, hashtag trap line, but I'm going to take Wisconsin, and then I'm with you guys on the Knicks. And then uh, let me shout out one more time, Kyle Juszczyk, just to have a reception in this game because that price is now like minus 145. That was originally minus 110. That's my favorite player prop for the Super Bowl, and that's what I got tonight. Uh, first off, I have a couple of questions. You know what? I'll throw these out. First off, Dante DiVincenzo over on the points. I'm with you, Trista. 100% guy has been on an absolute tear for the Knicks recently. Also, like nobody's playing for the Sixers tonight. Over on Kelly Oubre and Tobias Harris points. Over on Laurie Market in threes as well uh, in that. Secondly, I have a question for you, Ryan. How much did you pay for that haircut that you think you got double charged for? $109. Okay, so you were definitely double charged unless there was a happy ending involved with it at the end, which I'm assuming was not the case. We're not in Vegas yet. So I'm just it's trying to that. figure out what did you get a full massage with this? Did you get uh, like future um, any anything involved, like a stamp card that gives you like free haircuts down the road? That is an insane, like your hair looks great. Let me put that out. I got my haircut today too. Feel good. Cleaned up the sides. It's all I really needed. $109 for a haircut. There was a really fancy place that was a salon that was next to the network that I used to work at, and they charged 75 for a man's haircut, and I thought that yeah. was insane. I think you got double-charged, ripped off, laughed at, and suckered the entire way through. You need to call your credit card company. You need to tell them you got lied to. You need to tell them you got double-charged because that is absolutely insane. Nobody 
Nobody, at least a guy, should ever pay $100 for a haircut. My wife's hair costs three times that, but that's also like once every three or four months. That is absolutely insane. You, sir, got ripped off. We need to work on this. I will help you if you need. I will be the bad guy and call for you. I also uh, so have really a question. Quick. Yeah, I me. also have a question before you give us your press conference. Uh, so do men, do men get their hair washed? in in their barber because i feel like there's a little bit of controversy around that as a woman yeah. i feel that is essential to have mm -hmm. water and soap on your hair before it gets cut i don't know maybe that's just me it sounds silly to some uh but is that involved like or is that not involved all right so <clears throat> you guys both ask great questions here right so i go to a barber shop in washington dc but God bless management, our bosses, for allowing us to do the show from home because I didn't have a babysitter. So this works out all week. In fact, I just got done making my... Buddy, how'd you like the fillets tonight? We had fillets. We had some double-baked potatoes. We're killing it tonight, right? But my wife, she's got to work until like 11 p.m. So um, my barber, the only day that I was going to be anywhere near D.C. before we take off for Vegas was going to be on Saturday when I have to pick my in-laws up from the airport. And uh, so I call him and I'm like, hey, can you or are you going to be in on Saturday? He has COVID. Guys had COVID more than me. He had COVID more than Nick Saban the year where he had it like three times. Remember that year during the COVID year? So uh, he's not going to be in. So my wife goes to this salon, this very fancy salon right across the street. Worked out great. I didn't have to go anywhere today. Um, she's like, Ryan, I don't think I would go there because it's probably going to be over $100. But guys, it was I was like pampered, right? They gave me a mimosa. Um, I got my hair shampooed, which usually tea I don't. I just go to the barber shop and it's like they just get out the razors. And like I'm from Chicago, right? So like we're not doing like shampoo and all that. Like I go to a guy, his name's Banana Joe, and me and my brother since 1987 have been getting the two for one special, right? We just both go, we pay for one haircut. And I don't even know that he has scissors. It's just pretty much clippers. But this was life-changing. I don't even know that I love the haircut. It just kind of looks like the same haircut that I get in D.C. But I was pampered. Um, I got the hot towel. The massage I got on my head. Now I see why my wife didn't want me to go. Because I love my wife. I would never even consider leaving her or cheating. But the way that Cassandra rubbed the back of my head and the smell <laughs> of this shampoo that is still on my hair, it was worth every penny. I would maybe even pay an extra $100 and so uh i think it was i think it was worth it guys and i feel vegas ready you know i feel vegas ready i well, gonna bring out the white suit and the white shoes night one when we're there at beautiful mgm all the resorts right we're gonna be i'm gonna play some poker i'm gonna play some craps i'm gonna play some roulette t you're gonna play some roulette you're gonna play your numbers in fact get your numbers down get your system down do some research you know and uh we're gonna kill it and then oh i can't wait can't wait Clearly, you're Vegas ready if you're willing to pay this much for a haircut and then get that extra uh, service involved with it as well and be that happy. So, listen, if that's worth for you and you're willing to pay all that money, good for you, man. The hair looks good, so I'm happy Thank for you. you. But that is a – man, that is my a woman, lot. That is a yeah. My woman, sorry, my woman for my eyelashes because you guys know I get those done every few weeks. She's kind of ducking me. I tried to send her a text saying, hey, uh, I need them done before I go to Vegas. Like – there's Super Bowl coming. And a lot of times when you go somewhere else and then you come back to your original eyelash gal, they'll charge you for a quote unquote full set, which is like about 1.5 times the normal amount because they don't trust other salons and their glue or whatever. So 
I'm hitting her up like a crack fiend. And I'm like, hey, do you think I'm going to get in? Do you think I'm going to get in? What's up? And she's like, so glad you're going to Super Bowl. I'll let you know when the availability comes open or if there's a cancellation before this week is up. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like there's going to be an availability. I hit her up right before the show, right when you told me your haircut came. And I'm like, is it happening? Because I kind of need to figure some things out because the lashes need a little bit on fleek. Can uh, I say I one thing, I will not be though? getting my lashes done. Yes, you can. You can absolutely do that. Are you getting your lashes done, though, Ryan? I'm getting my eyebrows done before we get out of here. I'm not going to lie. Look at these things, man. I look like Anthony Davis right now. I hate like, I hate, I've been scruffy the last couple of weeks because I don't want to get things done too early before we go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But then I don't want to get things like twice and then double pay. So I will say this though, great services out in beautiful. I'm going to do a spa day. So if you don't maybe get the lashes like right now, you could always, you know, do that like yeah. day one. Plenty, plenty of great spots. <laughs> I love it. I listen, you know what? It's all about just getting cleaned up as soon as we can get there. I got a haircut last week and said, Oh, I timed it wrong. I got the sides cleaned up again and I feel good. And we're there. So uh, I would never pay a hundred dollars for a haircut, but we've established like you're willing to do that. And that's, that's totally fine. Uh, I, I know this, uh, a spa day is something you'll desperately need. If they can work on your hip, perhaps, I think that might be a great, great start for you and anything you Don't can do to add to up. that. That's the way to go. Why would you? Why would you do that, Ricky Bobby? Why would you bring that devil into this? Why? Why would you bring that evil into it's this to help uh, you. conversation? It's to help you. It's to help you. So hold on. That's all that it I is. I talked with. I talked with one of the bosses today, and his recommendation mm. was don't work. Don't work out the next couple of days. Swear to God, my mother-in-law calls me, and she's like, "Do me a favor." I'm like, "What's up?" I was like, "You need to ride," you know, because I didn't want them to take an Uber. She's like, "Hey." No Peloton before you get on that airplane. We don't need you busting or cracking your hip. Guys, I've never felt better. What The problem was I did not know that I had arthritis, and I was playing, you know, uh, pickup hoops every single day, running full mm -hmm. court. Now I don't do that anymore, only on Wednesdays. I found, and I play half court, like with the old guys, like Johnny from the sauna recommended, like this little, like, half court league, because I couldn't do pickup. Anyway, we'll get into this later. We got we got major stuff to get into tonight. It's it's Super Bowl week. I'm jacked, feeling good about the haircut. Let's roll. <laughs> I'm just glad you're staying away. You weren't you wait, weren't you advised like a year ago not to do the Peloton on a regular basis anyway? I don't do it anymore. I now I just do hot yeah. yoga, uh still like, you know, full late full weights, and then um yeah, I just I just jump on the treadmill, you know, do a light jog. You're right. I didn't need the Peloton, it's it's great for people that uh, don't yeah. have hip arthritis or people yeah. that just want to do like the scenic route. I can't do that though. Like the only reason I liked it was the challenge. You know, you see some some hard ass out in Long Beach or some guy back home in Chicago <laughs> and they're beating you and you're like, nope, I got a PR today. And you got Kendall yelling at you. You got uh, my guy, Trista, didn't you like live in the same building as Kendall or something like that when you lived in New York? Yeah. Kendall was Kendall was so famous for ordering 2 a.m. McDonald's and, and like sneaking, getting it from the concierge. And I'm like, aren't you a Peloton instructor? You have like a two double cheeseburgers and and all the drinks and the fries and the nuggets. Hey, you just got to hey. You got to eat. You know, you got to burn all those calories, Trista. That's all that is. If he's burning 10,000 calories she's on that like Michael Phelps. It's easy. No big deal. Uh, we got some breaking NBA news, and it's a doozy involving a competitor, uh, a team in the Eastern Conference, a contender in the East, an MVP. God, there is a lot. Sean Little is going to join us for it next. Bet MGM tonight. And Embiid is down. 
Joel Embiid is down on the ground. Uh, this will be the end of his night. He looks like he is in a great deal of pain here. Excellent defense by Kuminga. Oh, I was right there. Landed right on his leg, probably hyperextended. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Well, we're finding out it's going to be more than just a hyperextended for Joel Embiid. Breaking news from the NBA, Joel Embiid has an injured meniscus in his left knee. At this point now, everything comes down to timetable, treatment, how they're going to do it. Uh, there's no real guy's uh, example or like uh, true like information in terms of how long he's going to be out. It depends on how it's going to go. The reality of this is Joel Embiid could could depending on what this is miss months it could be weeks depending on what it you know how how they how they deal with this i just i can't believe we're at this point now we've talked for really the last couple of seasons about how joel Embiid has essentially stayed relatively healthy and now we're back to this situation again huge blow to the mvp race because clearly he's not playing 65 games huge blow to the sixers as well yeah i mean it's it's disgusting because I think there was an it was a lose lose situation where there's a lot of people saying he was ducking these matchups. When let's be real, Joel Embiid's never been able to play 65 games. He's even if there was, you know, that that mandate on him from his rookie season, he's just not a healthy guy. He, his body does not allow him to do that. So the pressure of the the mandate I think got to him, and now no more Embiid for a while. Yeah, and. And, like, the thing about that is, like, if he was able to play 65, 70 games, 80 games, then he would have been the number one overall pick, right? Like, there were concerns mm -hmm. when he was coming out of Kansas, and that's why we were talking Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do, you know, if it's a shave, if you have it removed. Like, if he was more towards the end of his career, maybe you just have it removed to get on the court earlier, like Dwayne Wade did when he was at Marquette. You know, I remember, like, being in Chicago, obviously a big Bulls fan, after Derek tore the ACL. Uh, Derek Rose, he had the meniscus tear. And I remember like a bunch of hardos calling into sports talk radio stations, <laughs> just asking for him to have it removed. And I think at the time he was like 24, 25 years old. So I didn't really understand that. I was just begging for like 10 more years of Derek Rose. And that's when uh, I think his camp elected, obviously, just to have it shaved. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, Embiid's also a big dude, man. Like he's a big guy. So um, mm -hmm. hopefully they just get him back on the court. But I mean, you know, you don't want to shorten his career, but devastating injury news, especially if you have the Embiid MVP tickets. Yeah, and if you're looking at the MVP race now, Jokic is minus 145 over at BetMGM. Uh, SGA's plus 275. Lucas 5-1. to one, Giannis 8. And then Tatum all the way down there at 40-1. to one. We bring on MSG's Sean Little now with this breaking news. And I'll just keep it simple here for you, man. Your reaction to this, what's going to happen now for the Sixers moving forward and Joel Embiid? Yeah, first things first. To, to talk through what you guys are already saying about just how they're going to handle the injury. Always look out for yourself, Joel Embiid, in his camp. Do whatever is best for him. You have to put the Sixers and the Sixers fans on, on ice. Do whatever is best for you. There's so many stories across the league of guys trying to rush back, especially off of meniscus. You can even look at Isaiah Thomas trying to do what was best for the Celtics, and then he went from backing up the Brinks truck to not getting a deal ever and then being out of the league shortly after that. Robert Tom Lord Williams, we just talked about him right before we came on. He ended up getting that meniscus cut out. He was never the same guy trying to rush back and be the team player. Do whatever's best for you, your family, and, and protect yourself. But 
This is a big change in landscape in the East, of course. The Knicks were already playing really good ball. Uh, this is good news for them, the the Cavaliers. Let's just let's just be real. That's how it's going to be viewed from a lot of fan bases across the league. But massive if you're holding an MVP ticket for Joel Embiid. Looks like that's going to be done and dusted. But hopefully he just gets back good and he can get back before the playoffs and still potentially make some noise. But as I mentioned, do whatever's best for Joel Embiid. That's number one. What do you think this means now for the Knicks in general? Like we talked about this with you when the OG and Inobi trade came down to begin with, but I think it's even better than we thought, especially Dante DiVincenzo stepping up, the team playing even better defensively without Julius Randle. Just like overall takes on best rotations for Knicks, what they can be, especially with this news. This means for me that the Knicks could have potential to be the number two in the East. They're 14 and two their last 16 and 13 and three against the spread in their last 16. They are winning and covering numbers and doing it with now missing guys in the lineup. They've been fortunate a bit the last couple games. Uh, they had a game against Charlotte. That's the worst team in basketball for me. And then they caught the Jazz at home uh, on their sixth game in a row on the road. But Dante DiVincenzo had two massive games back to back. It's been whoever, whoever needs to step up. Next man up, as we know, Tom Thibodeau, that's his mantra anyway. And that's exactly what's been going on. These guys love to play with each other. Dante, Josh Hart, Brunson, of course, who should be named potentially here for the All-Star game shortly. But it means that they have a real shot at the 2C because we've seen what Milwaukee has done here. They're still trying to get things figured out. They just went to Doc Rivers. It's been a little choppy early to start. We saw what happened in Portland last night. That was a big emotional game as well. But to answer the question, it means the Knicks have a real chance in my eyes to be the number two seed in the East. So I'm looking at the uh, updated MVP odds over at BetMGM right now. And obviously I'm being nowhere to be found here. And so Jokic now the favorite minus 145 as he was today. Shea's plus 275, Luka down to five to one, Giannis eight to one, Jason Tatum 40 to one. You know, is there a value play or if you were looking to play that market, you know, who would you have circled? Yeah, SGA. The guy is absolutely sensational, and I think they're going to be a one or two team in the West when, they, when it's all said and done up there with Minnesota potentially. This is a thing where we're in the Jokic-LeBron years where we could give the MVP to Jokic every single year. We could have gave it to him last year. When we start breaking down the numbers towards the end of the year and how much he means to them on, off the court, it's going to be like, yeah, we could give this to Jokic, similar to those years with LeBron where, look, bro, we don't even have to have a conversation. LeBron James is the most valuable player in the NBA. Those years with the Cavs, it was just – it was easy. We could have been giving them that award every single year. That's where we're at with Jokic. So, I think the play here would be to back SGA at that price over at BetMGM. He's going to continue to score 30 a night. He's going to continue to improve the guys around him. And he's going to get a little help from Jalen Williams in the fourth quarter, who's been one of the best fourth quarter players in the NBA. They're going to be a very, very tough out in the West. They're going to be top one, top two seed in the West. Now, when it comes down to it, when the voters, when it's all said and done, if, say, Denver's four and Oklahoma City is two, is that going to be enough to vote for SGA over Jokic? Because they're, the, the numbers for Jokic impactful are going to be there. The, the estimated plus minus is going to be in, insane for him. But the numbers for SGA are going to be – right in that 36 and six range and his team's going to be number two it's going to depend in it's going to come down to if you believe 
the numbers are just too overwhelmingly impactful for Jokic not to give it to him. Sean, we know that Luka's obviously putting up MVP numbers this year, but it's unlike rookie of the year. You got to actually like win games as a team for somebody to really be considered. You know, I'm thinking back to like Russell Westbrook when the Thunder were a six seed, but he averaged a triple double. So, you know, that was a really unique season where he was able to win the MVP, even though they were the sixth seed in the Western Conference. What would it take for Luka to really climb into this race? I mean, we point out the fact that he's sitting there at five to one right now, but in reality, I mean, this team's fighting for just a play in spot right now with Kyrie Irving nowhere to be seen for the Mavs. Yeah, and if you go back and look at their early success to start the year, they had the softest schedule in the NBA. As soon as it started to get, as soon as they started to play the upper echelon, the cream of the crop of the league, they started to drop a lot of games. It's going to come down to getting wins. When Luka can propel that team to 55 plus type wins consistently, then it's going to be, because he's going to have to be taken seriously for an MVP because we're talking about a prolific score. We know. He can do that. That hasn't been able to get it done. If that's what it was all about, he'd already have one. It's going to have to be wins, and they have to shape out that roster and, and figure it out. The, the Kyrie addition was always suspect in my eyes. There, there's a lot of different questions in Dallas and how they want to go about handling Luka in that situation. And it'll actually come down to how Luka wants to handle it and where he wants to be and if it's kind of curtains on the situation in Dallas. But, yes, when you're the MVP, you have to win – and put up monster numbers and get everybody involved and be very impactful. And Luca just hasn't been able to get the W's. And and let's be fair, in a very tough Western conference that he's been in since the start of his career. See, because it's the NBA, what you said is what I was thinking. At what point do you think, and this is obviously all speculation, do we start hearing rumblings about Luca getting tired of playing in Dallas with that situation? Very soon. I believe very soon. We saw the Kristaps Porzingis experiment. That didn't work. we now on the Kyrie experiment. That's not necessarily working. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a okay running buddy, I guess, but it's just not going to be enough. I think very, very soon, soon as next year, I believe I could see Luka trying to figure out a way to get somewhere else to be impactful. If you look around the league, you don't want to end up like Dame Lillard. I know that that's Tristan's guy. You don't want, you don't want to be that. Because he messed up a lot of years and wasted a lot of years in Portland by just the, the, the Western Conference Finals run for the Blazers tricked him into staying for a handful of years. And it's similar case with the, the Dallas Mavericks. Luka got an early couple playoff series wins, and then now he's thinking, oh, maybe this is the right place. Maybe I can push it. And they've taken multiple bites at the apple and haven't been able to get real guys around him to get it done. I could see him looking to be moving on here out of Dallas by next year, in my honest opinion. No no shade, uh, but big shade. That's kind of what happens, Sean, when you hire somebody who's been working for Nike as a shoe guy for the athletes and you make him your GM. It doesn't feel like he knows how to put together a roster like some others, like even Danny Ainge in the business. Uh, I would be remiss to not get your reaction to what we're seeing from Doc Rivers already. Like, it's just... I mean, there may not be something more satisfactory to me, Blazers fan, than watching Damian Lillard have to put up with Doc Rivers giving the ball to Giannis down three. There's no way they can win now, right? No, there's definitely a way they can still. I, I mean, I know we all are ready to jump on Doc and he's not going to be able to get it done, but it's very, very early. Let, let's let him at least get five to ten games under his belt before we bury him. 
it's it, think about the Clippers. James, how did you even go get this guy? You guys aren't serious. The Clippers are they're, they're the Clippers are going to Clipper, and then all of a sudden, the Clippers are the best team in the league, damn near. So let let Doc get a little time to get his stuff in order and and figure out how he wants to run his rotations and play defense for Milwaukee and see how it shakes in a little bit. That's why I think it was so imperative that if you were going to make a move, get Adrian Griffin out of here now before the break, get Doc in there, and let him have a little bit of runway to get things sorted. Same thing with Phoenix. They're starting to get a little bit of runway and get a couple things figured out where they've been playing a lot better. And you got, it's a, you just got to – in any in any sport, basketball, you need the time. You need the chemistry. Look at the Knicks. The chemistry is unbelievable. That's why they're having so much success. So give, give Doc a little bit of time, and let's see if he can turn it around. And then we can talk come playoff time. Sean, we got about two minutes left here in the segment. Uh, better chance that the Bulls actually move Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan or uh, Mikel Bridges actually gets moved at the deadline for a bunch of draft picks? Uh, look, I'm not expecting the Bulls to make any moves anytime soon. What, why, why would they make a move now? The, the, the Chicago Bulls are the kings of holding on to assets till they're not worth anything, then moving them. I honestly think and believe that it's just a director from up top from Jerry Reinsdorf and ownership that just make the playoffs. We'll make a little bit of extra money. And that's, that's what they want to do. That's why they're always holding on to these assets. They're not trying to build an actual winner that can compete in the East. I don't care what they say live. I don't care what they say on a podcast. I don't, I don't care what press release it, it, the, the, the notes in the press release. It's clear that they just want to hang around the seven and eight seed in the NBA. Guys, let's have a zoom out on the Chicago Bulls. If if they, if they don't hit an absolute miracle on ping pong balls and draft Derrick Rose, since Jordan left, they're the Charlotte Hornets. They're no different. They're the Orlando Magic. They make the they make the playoffs here and there, but they've been a bottom dweller for years now in the East. And no, so I don't expect them to make a move. I expect I would I would guess. Bridges gets moved before the Chicago Bulls actually stand on something and make a move to try to improve the roster. They believe they could sneak into the seven or the eight and make the playoffs, scratch a little money together for Reinsdorf in the first round, and then keep it moving, and then lie to everybody in, in, in press conferences that they're going to do this and do that, and then try to do the same thing the next year with a, an overall mediocre group. It's been the, the team has been screaming to make a move for years now, and they flat out haven't done it. So I don't know why they would – I'm, I'm not holding my breath that they'll get one done in the next couple of weeks. It's crazy the way you describe the Bulls and the just fighting for like the eight seed was what we said about the Wizards for year after year after year before they finally decided to gut that thing. That's really what it comes down to in the NBA. You got to gut this thing, go down to the studs, and start all the way over. Sean Little, always good to talk to you, man. Appreciate the time. Thank you for having hey, me, squad. I'll talk to you guys soon. Man, I think he brings up a great point, too, without Derrick Rose. Again, like a lot of this, especially the lottery, is based on luck. I think we all can agree on that. Look at the Spurs and Tim Duncan. But, you know, without Derrick Rose and that run that the Bulls had, yeah, who knows where they could have been. They could have been, well, I guess the Knicks for the last, you know, two-plus decades at this point. We got more breaking NBA news. All-star reserves are being announced. Who they are next. Bet MGM tonight. You know, I just felt appreciated, know. you know. I think that's what it comes down to. You just feel the appreciation. And the love, you know, and I just kind of stood in it. It was like, man, this is, uh, this is a big deal, you know.
Simons steps through. Vulgar got it! Big time bucket by Anthony Simons. Doc Rivers calls timeout. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Yeah, it hasn't really been a great start for the uh, Doc Rivers era in Milwaukee. Dame Lillard and the Bucks losing in Portland and his return there. Got to see a lot of fans. It's great. Uh, got the standing ovation, rightfully so. He deserved it. A lot of stuff going on in the NBA. Also a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. Real quick, I mentioned breaking news in the NBA. On top of the Joel Embiid meniscus injury, that was, of course, what we talked about with Sean Little with earlier. If you missed that, that's going to be on the podcast. The East and West All-Star Reserves have also just been announced. In the East, Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Tyrese Maxey, and Paolo Bancaro. That's the East Reserves. In the West, it's Kawhi, AD, Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, uh, Steph Curry, Paul George, and Carl Anthony Towns, guys. Those are your reserves in the West. Uh, we would expect at least one, if not more, not playing in that game. Obviously, Embiid was a starter. He's not going to be playing with the torn meniscus, but also to Julius Randle on the East, dealing with that separated shoulder, probably not going to play too. Wow, they snubbed both Kings? That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. When did they play next, actually? Uh, let me check something really quick. I, I have. Uh... You're going to look at props just for the – yeah, I know exactly where you're going here. And it's yeah. not a bad play it... either. So they got the Pacers tomorrow night at 7.30. I think the look would probably oh, be God. some overs. Team total oh, over, the Pacers going against Indiana, who doesn't play a whole lot of yes. – Let me lock – let me, I rarely do this. Let me place a pretty big wager actually right now here live on the, and I God, <laughs> we need to do this. Here's the petition to do the show from home every night, right? Maybe it'll be a little choppy some nights, but just being able yes, trust the exactly mm -hmm. for actual betters. Cause on this show, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, all shows are different is all I'm saying. When I want to place a wager, it's very nice to be able to do so. And we're not able to do so in Washington, DC. Unless we run a quick mile down the street to beautiful Nats uh, <laughs> Park. So I'm going to go. T it's nothing's up right now. But yeah, I think, man, the Kings were yeah. snubbed. Good point, T. Good point. Yeah, I'm shocked. I would, I would take the over. I would take the over on points and rebounds for Sabonis. Take the over on points for uh, De'Aaron um, De Fox. Take the Kings yeah. to win that game. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, dude. There's this is that's fascinating. I thought one of them would get, get snubbed. I thought it was probably going to be Fox and Sabonis, especially as a big man. I think Sabonis is like the second best big man in the West. So that's kind of where I was at. The fact that you said Carl, the word Carl Anthony Towns, did you not? You said that. I mean, he put that up. That was he put up sixty-two points. Cat put up sixty-two. It helps a little bit. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, like, there's wow. always, right, there's always one or two guys. There's always a couple of snubs. Now, granted, we know there's the initial injuries that are going on right now, and then there's other guys that as the next couple of weeks go on, they're also going to be out. They're also going to be, I'm bowing out, can't do it, injured, whatever the case is. So you'll probably see at least one Sacramento King in the All-Star game. The question is who? The question is who do they replace? Uh, but we, we, we play this game every single year. But, you know, if you're the Kings, you think about last year, right? They were the team on the rise. Everybody's excited. Look at what they're doing. And now they're a team that's regressed a little bit. So the expectations compared to last year versus this year, it's that team was fun. It's exciting. They're new. They're on the rise, too. They've taken a step back. 
people aren't going to look at them the same way when it comes to this voting that we saw last year. So it does kind of hurt the Kings a little bit there. Well, and Edwards uh, said that he didn't care if he got into the All-Star game. He just wanted Rudy Gobert to get in. And instead, they give it to Carl Anthony Towns and him. So it's two <laughs> Clippers that get in. It's two, it's two Lakers that get in. It's two Minnesota Timberwolves that get in. It's two Suns players that get in. So that's eight right there out of the 12. Hard, hard to really do much when, when it's like that. Anthony Davis will probably be out anyway. He's out tonight. LeBron's out tonight for the Lakers. I bet you Anthony Davis won't even play anyway. I mean... Shocked that Jalen Brown made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and with all due respect, I feel like with the All-Star game, you guys, like, the voting should be a little different. It should be more, who do we want to see in the All-Star game? You know what I mean? Like, do we really <laughs> want to see Jalen Brown attempt to put the ball on the floor and use his handles? I don't know about all that. Like we want to see, like like we want to see the Kings. We want to see young dudes that are going to get up and down the floor. We don't want to see defense. The people that complain about the All Star Game not having any defense, like get a, that's like the same people that are complaining about Taylor Swift. Like the last couple of weeks, we had Josh Allen against uh, Patrick Mahomes, right? We had Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson. Who the hell do you guys know that's really out there on this planet that's like you know, man? not watching the game this weekend. I just want to see the pit, the football and they keep showing me Taylor. Like nobody's the, the, these people don't exist. All right. They're fake people on the internet that have nothing better to do with their time than argue. And that's like the people that argue about like all-star weekend and like putting this guy on and this guy on. Like that was why I didn't want to see Dame in the all-star game. And then the buck fans were all coming at me. I'd rather see Jalen Brunson, like a guy that, has, has he, he's, he's not but an all-star starter, so get him out there. But, uh, yeah, I'd rather see, like, Deer and Fox in, in some of these younger guys than, uh, you know, some of the guys that we do have in the all-star game. And, and you know how much I hate Trey Young. Um, but to be honest, the all-star game is a perfect environment for Trey Young. Like, mm-hmm. it's meaningless. He can nutmeg people. He can throw lobs to Bam Adebayo and whoever else. Like, that's, that's the one place I do want to see Trey Young. Right. He, he exactly. fits the mold. I uh, just throw, he can be inefficient, go three for 16 from three, and nobody really cares. Like, yeah, it makes perfect sense for him. And I saw, but again, there's a chance that he's probably in there anyway. And like replacements don't always mean they're going to replace the same position, right? Julius Randle doesn't play. It doesn't mean that they're just going to put another big man in there. It could be somebody else. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, every year we play the same battle and it's the same thing. A couple of Knicks in, though. Good to see. Good to see my Knicks getting a couple of guys in there. It's a, it's a good year. Oh, yes, Ryan, you're excited about the Knicks, aren't you? No, not at all. You know what would be a good oh, idea? Oh, boo! <laughs> because I love, like, I love All-Star Saturday. Even though it's cheesy, mm. it's watered down. Like, a couple years ago, that was the worst dunk competition that we ever had. Last year was pretty fun, yeah. actually. But I still, mm. I love the pageantry, and I love All-Star Saturday. What would make the game interesting would be if we went bigs against smalls. Now it's positionless basketball, so I think we go, like, 6'10 and above. Because you could have, like, Giannis run the point. You know, there's 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 bigger guards now. We could get, like, Wemby and Chet and all those guys against, like, a team of point guards. That that would be fun. Like, a team like Jalen Brunson and De'Aaron Fox against, like, Sabonis and a bunch of bigs. Like, the David against Goliath all-star game. 
Now that would be fun. Who do you, who who would your guys' money be on? Would it be on like Wemby? Oh, Biggs. Or would bigs. it be on like Biggs? But are they getting yes. up and down the floor? All the Biggs with the, with the little dudes? because they can all run the point. All these Biggs can play like point guards, and they're seven feet tall. Yeah, I gave this idea out before, and I think actually ESPN used it in a graphic. I want to see USA versus the world. I don't know yeah. that Adam Silver wants to see that because that's going to make us America, F yeah, look really bad because there's a yeah. lot of good international players right now, and I think they would smoke us. But at least the competitive juices would be like on 10. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Well, they tried the draft. They did it for a little while. They've, they've like, the NBA All-Star, like, the weekend in general just has not, like, the format keeps changing, whether it's the different events that are there. We had two ball years ago. Remember that? They got rid of the slam dunk contest. I mean, we're talking, you know, 1990, you know, 1996 after Kobe won. But, you know, they're, they're always trying something new, and that's fine. But, yeah, the, the USA versus the world would be a lot of fun because you'd be able to have teams on both sides. But, you know, going back to East-West, it just kind of felt like an, inevitably this was going to go back there. They got tired of the draft. Somebody doesn't want to get picked last. It's, you know, it, it's a whole thing. Uh, did mention Cliff Kingsbury getting the new Raiders offensive coordinator job. Uh, perfect spot for him in Vegas. He can take a lot of uh, a lot of pictures in a nice new house like he did during the draft, during the pandemic. Big windows. It's a big, bright spotlight for him. This, this at least makes sense more than a head coach spot for him. I don't think he's ever... I take that back. I feel like if I'm a team, I'm never hiring him as a head coach again, but this is a chance to get back into that spot. I would never want to hire him as a head coach, but he's got a chance to kind of pick up and fix his image a little bit, being a, the offensive coordinator for the Raiders. Problem is, we don't really know who their quarterback's going to be. Yeah, that's a big problem, right? Is it Aiden O'Connell? Are I they going to bring back Aiden O'Connell? Is it going to be Jimmy Big Game G? I got to... He so, might get cut. Like, I actually kind of wanted to see what that would look like if the Bears would hire Cliff Kingsbury and just pair him with Caleb Williams and have them stick together. But then I thought about it and I was like, nah, because I want good things for Caleb Williams. I don't, I don't know that I want good things for the Bears, even though you know love Chicago, but I'm a Packer fan. But Nick, I got a take that it's not even that hot of a take, but this might hurt your feelings a little bit. I'm more excited. I think this is a better hire, the Raiders hiring Kingsbury to be an offensive coordinator. Because again, he's not the head coach. Antonio Pierce now just gets to focus on, you know, being the, uh, like the Dan Campbell, right? I think this is a better hire oh, than no. the commanders did today with Dan Quinn. You literally hired the same dude that you had in Ron Rivera. The only difference is Colin Cowherd would hate this. He wears a backwards hat. That's the only difference. This is, you have a new ownership group, right? You're trying to build a new stadium. You have the number two pick in the draft, which could be Jaden Daniels, or it could be Drake May. And Dan Quinn is the best that they could do. And I have to live first here. Off, at least for a couple more first months. Off, and it, yeah. First off, <laughs> first off, not fair. You didn't give me enough time to actually talk about this. We'll have Neil Greenberg coming up next. So we won't have a chance yet. We're going to get back to that, don't you worry. But I will add to that real quick. At some point, I've got some things to say about this because I haven't had a chance yet. Uh, according to Jeremy Fowler, Chip Kelly is a potential candidate for the commander's offensive coordinator job now. I got some things to say tonight. So we really, 
really need to give me at least like 15 minutes to just go by myself. You guys can go get water. You can do what you need. Deal. Take a nap. I don't really care. Can't do it next because we got Neil Greenberg coming up with the Super Bowl. But for the love of God, there are so many things going on in the NFL right now. Cliff Kingsbury going to the Raiders, offensive coordinator. Chip Kelly could potentially leave UCLA for Washington. Whole lot going on. Neil Greenberg of the Washington Post next. Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.